It's been a wild week for departures at the University of Louisville. We'll talk about that plus more next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. And Michael L. Jones. How are you doing? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. We'll start this week with the University of Louisville, which if you're getting this news from me, then I don't know what the hell you've been doing, but I'll give it to you and we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, so the, the big news, of course, was that uh, Neely Bendapudi, the president of the university, uh, is leaving. But we got that news after learning that Vince Tyra, the athletic director, is leaving. So they're both leaving around the same time. Uh, Bendapudi's taking a job at Penn State while Vince Tyra is said to be heading to Florida State University. Does anybody know if he's accepted that job at Florida State? Uh, that is not happening. They hired somebody else. So they hired you know, somebody? Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. See, it so, moves yeah, so, so fast. It's, come on, you, you didn't read my story last night, apparently. That, that booster uh, shot uh, really must have thrown you for a loop. <laughs> it really did. Um, yeah, the, uh, yesterday afternoon, I was kind of out of it. So, yeah, excuse me, not going to Florida State University, but he has <laughs> resigned as the University of Louisville Athletics Director. Um, let's see. Uh, so I want to say that I can't remember a more eventful week in U L history, <laughs> but that would be a lie because it was yeah, pretty, right. con- <laughs> it would be pretty controversial. It's becoming the norm now. <laughs> Let's wait till next week. Yeah. yeah, it's like this kind of thing happens at U Um, So yeah, when uh, when Ramsey and uh, uh, Patino and Juric, the last uh, the last group left, it, it it was pretty damn eventful at that time too. So, uh, Jason, what's your read on events this week? I mean, what did you think? Well, I mean, uh, the, the Tyra stuff isn't much of a huge surprise because that's kind of been rumored for a while. So everybody's kind of expecting that. But boy, the, the Bindapudi just, I think, threw most people for a loop. They were they were not expecting that. And apparently she's been at Penn State for the past week or something talking to students and, and staff. So, yeah, real big surprise there. And she, you know, she is such a beloved person in this community. Um, she's been involved in so many things, uh, really involved and in, has a stake in this community, it seemed like. Uh, seemed like, I guess, but I, you know, you right. can't falter. You can't falter Penn State's huge. Um, I'm sure it's a step. No, up. you got, you got to do what's best for your career. So you right. can't falter for that, but um, well, she just it got, got a $200,000 retention bonus. Some U of L professors are saying she should give it back. Ooh, that's a good that, point. That is, you know, that's something to consider. I would think, I wonder if she's considered <laughs> But, uh, but at least there's not like a buyout clause with some of these coaches, like where you have to pay him fifteen million dollars to leave. To, you know, once you let him go or something. Yeah. She's hey, she's leaving on her own accord. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this obviously is a shocker to a lot of people in the community. We got reaction from a ton of different people on the story <laughs> yesterday, including uh, including Senator Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, some of the other university presidents, uh, some of the the movers and shakers in town. Um, so uh, check that out. I'll link to it in the podcast description. But I think everybody was kind of like, whoa, what's what's what? happening with that? <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I saw a column from uh, 
from let's see it was tim sullivan or excuse me not tim sullivan boy i mixed that up yesterday too tim sullivan it was eric crawford at wdrv who wrote a column uh, about how U of L is a bad breaker upper. Uh, and he was referencing a Seinfeld episode uh, where, where bad breaker uppers were discussed. I guess, you know, is this like, I don't know that you can make this look good. I mean, it was, it was simply a professional transaction where one leader was leaving to take a better job. And, you know, in the case of Vindapudi and, and same, you know, for Vince Tyra, if he was, uh, you know, going to Florida state, but, you know, it kind of seems like every time L has an executive change, it's it's like, I don't know. I mean, does... well, you have to wonder, yeah, if people are kind of connecting the dots all the way back to Patino and everything that happened there. Did, did that weigh on Ben Napudi wanting to get out of Dodge? Tyra, probably, uh, especially Tyra, probably. But Ben Napudi, I don't know. But you have to think that wears on the president of the university. That, you know, constantly but she came in after all. Like she was the yeah, cleanup it, it's. Right, but it's it's still, and then you have the the new stuff happening with Chris Mack and his assistant, and having to right. suspend him for six games, and it just seems like a lot of drama. And yeah. uh, you know, how much do you want to put up with that when That's there's true. other opportunities out there? So, but and you know, a lot of people you go back to Patino, and it's like, was you know, was he kind of just used as a poster child? Was he wrong, wrongfully you know dismissed? And obviously, he ended up settling with the lawsuit, and they let him resign instead of fire him. So there's something there. Um, and you wonder if the, you know, U of L is just, uh, just, <laughs> just a little dysfunctional in, right. in a way when it comes to these kind of issues and, and the transparency and these meetings drag on forever. And it seems like they just close the media out. And you, you talked about it, David, there's a, a, a literal, you know, um, it, okay. Uh, yeah. Let me describe talk there that you can watch the seconds tick away while you're waiting for comment. Okay. When, um, when U of L meets, they meet at Grawmeyer hall in the basement and for the media, um, a lot of times they, they kick us out and say, this is personnel matter. You can't be in here. You know, it's, it's all covered under Kentucky's open record law, uh, which gives them an out on this. Um, and so the media has to go sit in this rotunda at Grawmeyer Hall where there's this giant pendulum and you can literally just watch the pendulum swing back and forth to watch the moments of your life tick away while you're sitting out in this hallway, basically, uh, waiting for a decision to torture you on this personnel matter. I mean, they could make this, I mean, I don't know, put a TV out there or something like make this a little more pleasant, but I don't know. That's just kind of a funny aside, but you're right. I mean, (laughs) And, and, you know, the situation with Chris Mack, uh, you know, being suspended for six games, you know, I'd read that um, there was a clash between Tyra and Ben DePudi regarding that suspension, you know, um, obviously mm-hmm. go to the sports page for more information on that. But, um, you know, there's, you know, there, there was tension between them and, uh, and boy, I couldn't have imagined it shaking out the way it did. Uh, in fact, when I heard this rumor, I it's was like, extreme. I, I was like, no, <laughs> You're like, no, this I was like, no way. That's, that's not real. Twitter hey. just worked itself into a frenzy. You Don't know, you check flight aware. Don't you believe in that stuff? Come on. <laughs> no, I believed that there was a flight. Okay. That's where it all came from. By the way, if you weren't watching, there was a flight from Lexington. I think it was Lexington to the university park yeah. in pennsylvania which got everybody talking <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's not like i don't believe it i believe there was a flight but you know i mean they flew into lexington it could have been anybody but uh it was i was wrong it was been the so <laughs> we're, we're 
we're paid to be skeptics in the media. Yeah. And plus, like, I don't know when, <laughs> when Twitter gets on a roll, I'm just like, shut up. You guys don't know, <laughs> you know, so um, see how I was of myself there. Uh, let's see. Jonathan- well, look, he, he, oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to go. Gonna, next- I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you also have to look at, I mean, this, this is a, uh, you know, this is an executive level, you know, uh, decisions that are being made. And you, you look at, you know, I've always been interested in the, uh, you know, athletics, you know, versus, you know, uh, a staff and, you know, the presidency, what four out of the top 10 highest, the first four, the top 10 highest paid salaries at UofL are all, you know, athletics related. And, you know, that, that's a whole other podcast. Then you talk about, well, they bring in a lot of money, but actually, you know, right. they, if you look at all the programs across the country, that's really not true. So, I mean, you uh, just, there's a lot of friction, I would think. Between, I've made know, this athletic, rant so. before, and and I don't know enough about sports. It probably doesn't make sense, but here's what it looks like from just a casual fan outside looking in. The University of Louisville's sports program has too many black marks, and the reason we do is because the programs have gotten too big and they operate like professional businesses. And if <laughs> we want a professional basketball team. Let's just go for a professional basketball team and stop all this thing where we're trying to turn our college basketball program into some kind of, you know, uh, oversized, you know, professional (laughs) style basketball team. And and like all these black marks that we're getting just makes the university look bad, you know, and and makes that smile my mater. And it's, um, you know, and I'm a fan of the university, uh, you know, university athletics. So I hate to see it. It like breaks my heart every time it happens. So I'm just like, God, will you clean up? Will you just, can can I just casually watch basketball and that just, you know, not have (laughs) all this sideshow happening? Yeah. Well, we forgot to mention the Satterfield drama a couple of years ago when he was flirting with South Carolina and he's like one foot out the door. Is he gone? And then, no, he's back. He's, he's here to stay. And then they're like, okay, so, okay, what's going on here? But I think that might lead into your next question. Yes. Yes. Um, so Jonathan blue, he's the, uh, head of blue equity, a large uh, private equity firm here in town. Uh, and on Twitter, number one cards fan, uh, wrote that, uh, this is just the latest example of people using Louisville as a stepping home, stepping stone. Uh, you think that's true? I think there's probably some truth to that. I mean, you just look at the size. I mean, you kind of compare it to business too. You know, we're smaller than Cincy and Indy and we seem to lose out to a lot of deals to those towns, Nashville. Are we just kind of this, this second cousin over here just where, you know, you get your experience and you move on and go on to bigger and better things. It's, it looks to be that it's hard to argue against that, you know? Yeah. Crawford in his article, he quoted John L. Smith as saying that Louisville doesn't know, won't accept where it is on the pecking chain. Like, we're never going to be a football powerhouse, you know? It's, and, I, I guess it's good that we don't accept it, but it does lead to a lot of heartbreak. But there are exceptions. I know we're kind of focusing a lot on athletics here, but look at, you know, Cincinnati, Luke Pickle, the coach there. You know, they're in the, you know, the final four for the playoffs there, and they're, you know they're a they're they're not power five program. Look where right. they are. They're that's really for surprising. A national championship and, yeah, and he's pledges allegiance that he's not leaving that school. But has Louisville ever had anything like that? You know, Patino might have been if, if he would have stuck around. I didn't see him going anywhere anytime soon. He you know loved the city and Kentucky and everything that horse racing. So I don't know. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but you just wonder if Louisville has that you know that drawing power 
that other you seem schools. to be a Patino apologist. I'm going to throw that. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he's a hell of a coach. I can't argue that. But yeah, I mean, you just, you just look back at that whole situation and you just wonder. See, right. just kind of made the. I was, go I was there. like, get him out of here. <laughs> I was too. Originally, <laughs> what you think about it, it's like I don't know. <laughs> a boy Scout, when he comes. Yeah, to I was willing country. to forgive. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll say, I'll pragmatic take over here. Tino and George back right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, and, and, but when you say uh, you think John and Blue is talking strictly about athletics, or I mean, is he I think about he's talking about the city in general, and mm-hmm. a big part of that is U of L. Okay, um, well, look at our cover story this week. People can read about it in Sonny with Pharmacord, and he's like, the only reason Pharmacord is here is because I really love Blue. You know, he 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 wants to ra- he raises kids here, so it's like he could go to Nashville or Boston or wherever. But how many people are out there that are willing? you know, to make that sacrifice to develop a huge company here. In right. The world. It's, there's not many, if any. And, and David Novak at Yum, you know, he was kind of the same way where he wanted Yum here because um, of his ties here. I think it was with his, uh, his wife's side of the family, but, uh, and that's why Yum was here and, you know, Yum is still here, but we, we see they got a lot of operations in Dallas too. So, uh, so, you know, there's some people who say that Yum is, you know, basically left low one, much more KFC is here, but, sure. but, uh, but Yum officially is here, but you know, the, so that there is kind of that, uh, um, you know, where, where Louisville, you know, fits into the things it's, it's sometimes is a stepping stone. So, sure. um, how do you change that? Uh, that's, um, uh, someone for, that's a question for someone smarter than us i suppose <laughs> i don't know michael you probably heard some of it come out of glide you know when they're talking to the indianapolis folks and uh sarah devacia wisdom has a you know guest comment in this week's paper about you know um uh, paring down our economic development um uh, organizations and you know whittling it down to just one you got louisville forward you got greater louisville inc you know so there's an opportunity at least I'm paraphrasing from Sarah as an opportunity there to drop the ball or something to fall through the cracks on some of these opportunities. So maybe that's one way we uh-huh. try to attract more business, bigger business. Yeah. In fact, I just came from the uh, GLI um, uh, luncheon where they talked about their um, priorities for the next uh, legislative session. And um you know, one thing that did come out of Glide was that the, the fact that Indy, they, they put all of their economic development in one organization. And so it's a one-stop shop and that we don't have this. But uh, the luncheon today, there were a lot of things like usually the business community uh, aren't really vocal about that surprised me that they were um talking about, um, I think in one of our news meetings, I bought up that the fact that expungement that, you know, where we got all this workforce, um, you know, uh, the shortage staffing shortages. And one of the things that they talked about was expungement and (laughs) reentry and, and helping. And then, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Osborne, our Speaker of the House, um, he was the keynote speaker, and he was talking about um, uh, like uh, kind of welfare reform, and he was saying, you know, we can't do it like traditionally Republicans wanted to do it, 
because people need help with insurance uh, and childcare. That's what's keeping them from working. And so I felt like I'd gone through the looking hole, you know, because <laughs> I'm used to, to people in the business and then the Republican Party saying, oh, that's like the leftist agenda. <laughs> and so I like looked around and was like, am I at the ACLU meeting? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've opened the Pandora's box here today. Let's yeah. keep we got the but I think part of it is because we have so much of this federal money now that uh, people are starting to think outside the box. Yeah, so. yeah, that's interesting. So I don't know. I mean, I think there's it's going to be interesting the next couple of weeks to follow this situ- situation at U of L and kind of see. And, and, and they talked about universe giving more money to universities too. And I, I know a lot of professors at U of L, and they're angry. Uh, not only uh, that um, the president, you know, took this retention bonus, but they're making like 70% of the national average. And they w- watch these football coaches get paid millions of dollars to leave. <laughs> right, right. You know, so so there's a, a, not a kind right, of you know? a, a talent. Yeah. See, uh, this is dysfunctional. From there. <laughs> this is uh, this bigger than U of L. That's a national. Yeah. <laughs> that is a national problem. Yeah, but, uh, but surely U of L is a, as involved in that problem as any university. Uh, well, I'll switch gears here. I want to talk about a little bit of happier news, at least some restaurant news this week. Um, Michael, you just wrote about uh, 1020 Brewing. Uh, they've got a new location, right? Where are they going? They're in Anchorage, right next to the Village Anchor. And they have this, uh, it's like, has two floors outside seating. It's a beautiful place. And it's just a tap room. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're keeping the production in Butchertown at their original facility. And they plan, um, I think that that uh, they, they have the capacity to do like maybe six tap rooms. Um, as you know, the brew at all, uh, in Butchertown. So they're planning to, uh, do more of these little satellite, um, uh, locations. That's awesome the- because 1020 has got a heck of an operation in, um, Butchertown. And yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's large. It's, you know, it's right there near the soccer stadium. And so see, it's good to see them branching out. If you've not tried their beer and you're a beer fan, it's definitely worth trying. I've uh, I've been there just a couple of times, but uh, yeah, uh, very cool. I, I talked to them about like we have so <laughs> many craft breweries here now <clears throat> about doing like a a, a a craft brewery trail like we do the bourbon trail. Right, right. And there I'll, is there I'll, is we'll one. We've that. written about it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> been wanting to do it too. But yeah, yeah. there are a lot. I drove yeah. by the Noble Funk the other day for the first time. I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm like, oh, I know you all talked about it. It's in a former Kroger and it's huge. I'm like, yeah. wow, that is big. I haven't been to Noble Funk yet. It, I think the infrastructure cool. that uh, makes bourbon, makes this a good place for bourbon, also works with other spirits. Uh, the bottling companies having UPS here yeah. and all that. I, I know that's one thing that attracted Copper and King's to uh, Louisville. And so I think that we're seeing it uh, also uh, with these breweries now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, you were out there, right? At the, uh, the 1020 yeah. facility. Um, out there. Um, I got, uh, I had to uh, um, 
you know, talked at our news meetings that I was going to just call around and, and circle back to some people I talked to earlier. <laughs> and I, I called and they were like, oh, the owner's going to be here at two o'clock. If you want to go down. Got the jump on it. Nice work. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always fortunate when that comes on. So or that kind of situation happens. So. Okay. All right. So another new, uh, well, restaurant, well, we'll, we'll say restaurant, but it's a food hall that's going to Beachmont. What's the plan there? Okay. Well, this guy, um, his name is Dung Tran and he, um, grew up in the Beachmont neighborhood and he owns fresh out the box that's in Logan's market. And so, uh, there's this, uh, p- place on Woodlawn where uh, Le Chandelier, uh, the crepe restaurant was, and they clo- they did a beautiful job remodeling this place. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, you know, they did it all uh, on during COVID, Ooh. and so it it didn't last that long. So um, uh, uh, Trant is going to move in there, and he wants to to do something similar to Logan's Market but with uh, just international vendors. Yeah. And so um, Fresh Out the Box is uh, Asian Fusion. He has a sushi concept that's already committed and a brunch uh, place. And he's looking for three other tenants. Right. So it'll have a lot of different kind of cuisine. And it's supposed to, when, when is that supposed to open? Uh, he's hoping March 1st, but he doesn't have a contractor yet. I mean, it's sort of like he signed a lease last week and he's just like real, has real ambitious plans. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. And especially the fact that, uh, it was already, uh, kind of redeveloped a bit and that, uh, that's at least a positive for him and, uh, Hopefully get to see something there. That sounds like a, a cool project. We need more yeah, food that halls. Corridor is really building up because uh, there's a Rosewater bookstores right across the street from where the hall is going to go. There's a Sunner Goss Coffee next door. A- Annie's Cafe, which I've written about. There's a Beachmont Bombshells is a hairstyling place there. And then there's some like African stores. Yeah. So it's become a little destination in the Beachmont neighborhood. It is. I think we talked about it like maybe a year or so ago. Beachmont's the next neighborhood, right? It's like the next hot neighborhood. So. Uh, Michael yeah. and I were talking about it. Yeah, that place and Shelby Park is experiencing yeah. the same thing with yeah. uh, restaurants. And you're finally seeing some retail going there with a few shops that, that uh, our CRE reporter, Ellie Tolbert, wrote about. So, yeah, it's interesting to see these neighborhoods, you know, evolve mm-hmm. uh, with the times. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just stumbled on a uh, cover story there too. I think, man, looking at some of these, these neighborhoods. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Look <laughs> yeah. out for that one. <laughs> I live in Kingwood Hills, which is uh, right by these cells. Like nobody knows the difference between Kingwood Hills and Beachmont, except people <laughs> that live in our neighborhood. <laughs> and, and like, if I say I live in Beachmont, they would go, "Oh, you live in Kingwood Hills." But <laughs> it depends really on who you're talking to. to each other, <laughs> and uh, they claim Colonial Gardens, but it's really in Kingwood Hills. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when I moved out here twelve years ago. People thought it was crazy. You know, they were like, why are you moving to the South End? Now, all my friends from the Highlands live right around me. <laughs> like they yeah. get priced out and like start buying homes out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, last couple of years. I mean, it's just one after another, you know, 
just new new things happening out there in Beachmont. So, um, so yeah, South End's really kind of like making this resurgence. Um, I want to give you, we'll switch topics here. I want to give you a quick update on the mayor's race. A uh, couple little items here. One, Carla Deering, Democratic businesswoman, is out. She's dropped out of the race. She was the, actually had just announced that she was interested in uh, in the race in October. Uh, but she put out a statement today saying it's not the right time for herself and the family. So she's getting out. Also, Mary Ellen Wiederwall, who we've discussed as a possible mayoral candidate, she took a job as CEO of Accelerator for America, which is like a, a, a group that works with uh, cities around the country, uh, including including mayors. So I asked her, I was like, so this means that you're definitely off the, you know, you're not running for mayor. And she said, right. I decided I would just work with a lot of mayors and not run for mayor. So uh, that, that organization is based. I'd rather run for mayor. Yeah, I don't know. There's still, fifty other candidates in the race. Can, yeah, don't worry, don't worry. There's other candidates. Um, so uh, that you know that organization is based in LA, but uh, Mary Ellen says she's staying here in Louisville um, to lead it because uh, that's the remote work era. You know, it has its benefits. You can uh, you can you can work from anywhere. Um, let's see. So Michael, you're kind of the uh, political man here. Do you think more people are going to get into the uh, mayor's race before this thing's all said and done? Well, you know, uh, there hasn't really been a candidate where like, everybody's like, this is the leader, you know, um, I think Craig Greenberg has the most money, but I, I don't, I don't know that, that he's generating a lot of excitement, I know like Republicans think that they might have an option. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, there's like a big fish waiting to jump in the race. Yeah. uh, I've heard like all these little announcements. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard a rumor of a Republican big fish, a name everyone knows, but I can't say it here because that would be spreading rumors. Um, but, uh, so, you know, I think you're right. I think there's another shoe to drop, especially on the Republican side. Uh, Greenberg. Say, any room for Democrats left? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Greenberg can you cap a them lot off? of the money. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I thought that Bar- everyone thought Barbara Sexton Smith was going to run and now she's Greenberg's campaign manager uh, David James had health issues, so he's not running. He's supporting Greenberg. Right. But, um, I don't know any like rank and file Democrats that are like excited about his candidacy. <laughs> yeah, um, but he does have a lot of the like, I guess, the mover and shaker money <laughs> in his coffers. So, uh, so there's that. But I don't know if that necessarily spells excitement. So. Uh, I guess we'll see. I'm probably after the primary. I bet a lot of people get real excited for whoever is elected. <laughs> you know, I mean, one interesting uh, primary, no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. And that's in May of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then yep. uh, the general is in November of next year. So uh, anyway, that's it for this week's show. Uh, before we go, we'll go around the room here and share our social media handles. Let people know where the audience can find us on social media. Michael, I'll go to you on this one first. Okay, I'm at uh, at BF Lou Michael 
on Twitter, and you can look me up on Facebook under my own name. And I'm on uh, Instagram as Blueshound2000. All right. I'm a blueshound. Great <laughs> handle. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jason, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas, and I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the name Dman3001. I'm also on LinkedIn plenty under my real name, David A. Man. If you like this week's podcast, you can consider subscribing to it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Michael and Jason. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya.